This episode is brought to you by the Two Gomers Bonus Disc, the new Patreon feed of the Two Gomers podcast beginning June 15th. This is Noah, Steven's son. My dad has been recording Two Gomers episodes since I was a wee child. He goes into his office every week and talks and talks to Anthony. Once in a while, I pass by the door and hear him telling mundane stories about dry heaving after a long run, explaining how the rise of Skywalker could have been better, and shouting in a voice that kind of sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but not really. Then he told me he doesn't even get paid for his world-altering work. What? Starting June 15th, you will be able to change that. You can subscribe to the bonus disc and support the two gomers while getting a bunch of extra stuff each month. I hear there will be more episodes, full result shows, and videos of my dad and Anthony for you to watch. And you can rest easy knowing that you're keeping the lights on at Gomer's Studios West, the dumb name that my dad gave his half of the office that my mom doesn't use. That's the Two Gomers bonus disc, the new Patreon of the Two Gomers, dropping June 15th. Please pay my dad. It's better to give him your money than spending it on fast food. The exploration of Mars has been a dream of national space programs for decades. Ever since Neil Armstrong took his giant leap for mankind on July 20th, 1969. Real plans and elaborate proposals, however, have only begun to truly take shape in the 2010s, with numerous US, European, and Asian agencies developing propositions for human missions to Mars. The primary wall these plans continue to run into relates to cost. Financial cost, which could reach the billions or even trillions. Time costs, as nations seek to order priorities in the ever-evolving world of technology and innovation. And the potential cost of losing lives, which would almost certainly happen in such a dangerous endeavor. In fiction, Mars is a frequent target of exploration and settlement in books, graphic novels, and films. And almost always, cost comes into play especially when it comes to the life of the astronaut. In 2015, a new movie, adapted from a best-selling self-published novel, sought to tell a different kind of story on the Red Planet. What if a Neil Armstrong-type explorer not only took an initial step on a new world, but got stranded there alone? And also, what if he was super sarcastic? We're the two gomers. We're talking The Martian. And this is Perfect Movie. Welcome everybody to Perfect Movie, a podcast hosted by two regular guys who went from couch to marathon, and now they're making their way back to the couch again. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, joined as always by my friend Steven, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Anthony's choice. Anthony's choice number two. We're doing canon. We're <laughs> working we're doing... through Anthony's canon, right? <laughs> Um, although Canon is probably older, right? Yeah, I and mean, we were talking about that in the Space Camp episode, right? Yep. The Canon, and and so I think, yeah, those are like, I mean, 
I don't know if you want to list them, but more space camp type movies. Right. Well, I mean, canon is stuff like Raiders, mm-hmm. Big, yep. um, E.T. I mean, like the classics, the stuff that you're built on. But if you maybe if you did like 10 years of canon, like the the. What what are the what's twenty ten to twenty twenty? Is that the that's not the aughts? That's the the teens. The, okay, so it's the teens. Even though well, it was twenty fifteen when this came out. Right. Okay, so it's the teens. Um, so this is definite teens canon. Yep. Um, this movie, uh, you can go back to an episode we recorded a long time ago, back when we were, um, you know, when movies were a tangent of the podcast (laughs) and we had recorded um the episode uh where we my mom and i went to see the martian and made up for the fact that i took her to mad max right because this one came out october 2015 by the by the way we're this is perfect movie and we're doing oh right the martian today (laughs) (laughs) this one came out october 2015 and uh mad max partner fury road came out i think may 2015 yes yep so we're sticking we're sticking with some interesting years over and over again not not on purpose it's just these these kind of years keep showing up over and over again even though this was the year that isla was born is that right right totally so isla would have been two months old so we went to see mad max the summer before right so probably so mad max is pre isla and um <laughs> yeah and the martian is post isla still it's a it, i'm interested to see if more 2015 movies come up because that's probably not a year you were seeing many movies right in the theater well, even look looking at the gomer one sheet here yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna skip ahead to a couple of these here um other movies released around the same time mad max fury road yep. jurassic world we, we saw, saw together, together. Before Isla, yeah, in the summer. Yep. Yeah. Inside Out, mm-hmm. huge. Um, Avengers, Age of Ultron, still haven't seen. Yeah. <laughs> Force still... Awakens, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's a big that's a big one. Um wait, now Force Awakens. December fifteenth. That came out. Yes. Okay, so at the time of seeing the Martian, we haven't seen we don't know who Ray is. We we like might we, have seen a trailer with Ray in it, and there might be Ray's name floating around. Um, okay, but we certainly didn't know her name when we saw Mad Max Free Road and recorded that episode. <laughs> right, and we're bumbling around about stuff like that. I don't think I mean images had been released. The trailer for Force Awakens came out of, like the Thanksgiving Thanksgiving twenty fourteen, I think. Huh more than a year before and so we had images of ray and finn but i don't right. think we knew names yet okay but maybe um, maybe in october we did probably in october we did oh yeah totally we probably knew about bb8 at that point um, oh yeah 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 who was going to be one of our favorites ever already was um, yeah yeah you know and i remember seeing san andreas i remember seeing that in the theater? In the theaters. No way. Yep. Yeah, so that's one that I went to with my friend John. Only special uh, occasions. I may have a newborn, but I'm going to see San Andreas, <laughs> the rock swimming around underneath buildings falling down on top of them. Wait, no, no, that would have been, that was a summer movie, so Isla wasn't born yet. Okay, right. Um, And I just remember leaving that one. Classic, classic story. 
mm-hmm. left that and we were like, I hope LA is okay. <laughs> like, you know, it's like you walk out of the theater and everything's okay. It's like after day after tomorrow. It's yep. like totally the exact same movie. <laughs> You're like, oh, not everything's destroyed. For you, if it's not super cold and CGI wolves are chasing me. <laughs> um, yeah, so this movie, though, is, is definitely uh, teens, 20 teens. Canon, um, great time with my mom. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the other basic story about this movie for me, and then we can get to, um, you know, some of the one sheet, the all the stuff that we do. Yep. um, Is this was one of the movies that I? Okay, so I did this thing. We've talked about it a bunch of different times. Where, yeah. So Isla was like a baby, and I I did that long stint living back and forth between Cleveland and Tampa and Wisconsin right. and all, yeah, all that, that stuff. Yeah. And so I spent a ton of time um, at hotels, at friends' houses. Um, we did like a residency in Miami where we just stayed, like lived at a hotel yep. for a couple yeah. of weeks. And so I was basically, I owned this movie and I watched all 10 seasons of Cheers. So like, <laughs> and and that was also like the time where I started like watching lots of sermons uh-huh. and started swapping. Actually, you know, it was, it was after that season, I think. But, you know, it's, I was doing that too. Right. So it was basically Cheers, The Martian, and sermons. So were th- like, that's kind of, there's a correlation there, right? Because yeah. um, Matt Damon is stuck on Mars and all right. he has, I think, is like happy days to watch, right? Yes, you see him just exactly. watching that over and over again. And so that was you, but with cheers. Um, right. L- let me tell you, I, I, the one of my biggest Martian memories is not of the movie, but it's of the book. So okay, we went to Thailand in summer. Sorry, no, I'm sorry, January 2015. Okay, and I brought the martian novel with me oh, on my kindle dude, that's cool yeah um because because i knew they were making a movie and i okay. i like to do that right and then i mean andy weir was like i mean the whole the whole story of the martian novel is cool it was self-published somebody right. picked it up and then it sold a ton of copies um Jeez. and then sold the movie rights where the real money is <laughs> Right, because it was an ebook, right? The, yep. I haven't read it, but it like, and then Random House was like, we want it at the same time. Fox was like, we want it. It's just yeah. like there was frick, a bidding war man. over it. Yeah. Um, wow. And the the big like the big thing that I heard first about the Martian was, it's about science, but there's so much swearing. In the book? Oh yeah. Oh it, really? Like he he. It's all in his head, and also kind of like these out loud things that you see okay. in the movie. But yeah. it is, I mean, wow, it's there's, uh, he's a, it's like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> Jeremy Renner, right? Which is like, he's a scientist, but what a hunk. <laughs> or, or um, uh, Ian Malcolm, right? A scientist, but right. look at his leather jacket. This one was, <laughs> he's a scientist, but what a potty mouth. Really? Yes. Okay, so, so they don't do that at all in the well, they do a some. I was disappointed, I remember, when I went to the movie and I thought okay. this should have been a few good men style R rating. Okay. Where it's all language is an R rating. Right. Now they wouldn't have made I don't know. 
they wouldn't have made half the amount of money they did. And so that was a very, you know, there's the, those parts where they, even when he's texting them, they're, they're, it's F star, star, yeah. star, star. Bleep. Yeah. Right. G. Right. Um, so uh, anyways, we, we went to Thailand. I had that book in my backpack and they lost all our luggage. Oh. And so we spent Dang. days uh, in Thailand where we had one, I had one, I just had the clothes on my back uh huh, and the stuff I had in my backpack. And so I'm lying on this bed uh, reading The Martian where I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like him. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, we have to figure out how to survive here. We have to, there's one problem. We just solve the next one. We solve the next one. And then by the time we solve them all, we can go home or whatever. I was like, right. Oh man, I'm, I'm, Mar- what's his name? Mark Watney. That's me. Mark Watney. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. I just need to, I just need to get home. Yeah. Like that's the, uh, on the, on the poster, it says like, bring him home. Yeah. Right. So it's like all you wanted, like just get home, get back, <laughs> go home. Oh, I can't wait to do that movie soon. Go back to your home. Are you too good for your home? So you and I were very, we both really related to the story when we were first probably exposed to it in different ways. You with cheers, me yep. with one pair of clothes, both of us yep. trying to solve one problem at a time in our lives. Um, totally. Well, and for me too, this again, in like ever since forever, mm-hmm. I've been trying to make the perfect read and get excellent at yeah the bassoon right Uh and so like this was me trying to science the beep out of it you know like (laughs) like i love puzzles i love solving problems like that that's part of you know like why i would say i'm really you know good at playing music is like i love like like looking at a specific thing and trying to figure it out right trying to work on it and that's what i've devoted like decades to doing so like being in that hotel room felt like the hab and felt like the whatever his Mars thing that he's living in. I can't remember the name of it, but yeah. like his cocoon right. thing. Yep. Um, yeah. So I, and I think this related. is, I think we could make a case that this is our third solving a puzzle movie in a row. Sure. So yep. Mad Max Fury Road, you got to solve, yep. you got, you got to get one place to the next yep. and there's a bunch of puzzles that come in the way. Right. Space Camp is very closely. I mean, <laughs> right. this is just a remake of Space Camp, but with one adult instead of six <laughs> kids. <laughs> Bring him home. Well, yeah. Okay. I feel like it's also, it's just castaway in space. Right. Right. Like this, there are so many correlations to castaway. And oddly enough, when I was live like right before I got married, uh-huh. right before we lived uh, moved to New York. Yep. I was living at your parents' house, house sitting, mm-hmm. and that was my almost movie. burning it down, making egos. Al- <laughs> almost burned it down with those ego waffles. <laughs> and um, amazing. And that was like the only movie I watched. There was Castaway. Wow. So like, it's just it's just weird. Yeah, it is very weird, and I think that's why canon actually makes sense. Yeah. Because it because. And obviously, a lot of these movies kind of fit into those things. When I do my choice, Tootsie, next uh-huh. week, or next movie, I should say, um, that that is super important in college for me. Right. E- even deciding what I was going to do with my life. You'll hear about that more <laughs> next time, right? But <laughs> like, do I want to be a screenwriter? 
do uh-huh. I want to be a writer at all? And so I, I think a lot of these movies that we're bringing up connect with our lives, whether they're from youth or from more recently. Um, right. Yeah. It, uh, the, the other movie. So I was thinking Castaway when I was watching this movie. I was thinking Space Camp when I was watching this movie. I thought yep. a lot about Alien and Prometheus. Yep. And I thought a lot about Rocket Man, bro. Mm, totally. <laughs> I mean, just like you see those orange rocks, yep. like a, a you know a vessel landing on the moon, a guy being by himself, yep. needing to entertain himself a little bit. <laughs> like <laughs> he even has that speech where he's like, "Everything, everywhere I'm going, I'm the first. I go up this uh-huh. hill, I'm the first. And then there's that thing in Rocket Man where, was, where he's like, "Hey." I just said that yeah. to you for the first time on Mars. Right. I'm walking first over guy. there for the first time on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. First person to show inappropriate anger on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> what a great thing. It's, a, it's the same movie, uh, yep. but a drama, which we'll talk about in just a second. Actually, let, can we go yes. to the one sheet? Because I, Absolutely. I've got some bones to pick with some things about this. Okay. Yeah. So uh, release date on this. Yeah. October 2nd, 2015. Mm-hmm. So yep. that means I actually saw this within weeks of it coming out. That's pretty amazing yep. for that time in my life. Yeah. Um, okay. Budget. Okay. Uh, two hour, 24 minute runtime. One stricken from the record. I feel like the second act drags just a tiny bit. Um, yes. But it's still... Uh, but you know, I'll take as much HD... <laughs> space with an amazing score <laughs> like i'll take it and if i don't I'm... think you even mind the matt damon part of interstellar which i detest <laughs> yeah well that was like wait now all of a sudden we're in the middle of like yeah the martian or wait right. which came first interstellar Inter- okay but for now i see him from interstellar as being from the Martian, not the other way around. Except for a jerk. More of a jerk. Yes. And, and also yep. it's confusing because Jessica, Jessica Chastain is also in Interstellar. Yes. And so there's these two movies. I think Interstellar was 2014. Okay. Almost exactly. A, a fall 2014. Almost an, exactly a year before. And then yep. I remember seeing the trailer for The Martian uh-huh. and yep. being turned off by the fact that it was those same two actors. And I was like. Can't you cast anybody else? Come on, get real. But the thing is, <laughs> they rule in this yes. movie. I mean, yep. this movie, I can't think of anybody else that should be in this movie. They do play very um, different characters, so I like that. Yep. For sure. Um, budget was $108 million, grossed mm-hmm. at the box office, $228 million domestic, $630 million worldwide. Um, actually, oh, op- yeah, super hit. Yep. Opening weekend, actually, I read this in I think Entertainment Weekly was like fifty-five million, which was the second highest box office October release. It's like super, like <laughs> it's a real of, convoluted record right, set. <laughs> of movies released on October second. It's the second highest movie, yep. um, after Gravity from oh yeah, uh, I think thirteen. You know, the, yep. Yeah. So another like we've talked about our fault. So yeah. Gravity, Interstellar, Martian. Are oh, fall. actually, I think maybe it was. Oh yeah, it was. I think it was Arrival, Gravity. Okay. Interstellar, The Martian. There, all or, in I that think maybe fall. it was the other way around. I feel like gra- Gravity was before Interstellar. Yeah, you're probably right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, the the fall it's like sci-fi or mm-hmm. sci real, you know, like future sci whatever. Yep, yeah. Um I mean, that's another thing I love about this is there's so much grounding in reality. Mm-hmm. Um Okay. Awards. So it awards. was nominated for 6 Academy Awards. Yep. Um it didn't win any and part of the problem is Gomer to pick Mad Max <laughs> crushed it in three different areas. It, it, um, right. It took three of those awards away from the Martian. <laughs> so it's almost like this um, and Mad Max. It's like a cage match. Yeah. Gomer one versus Gomer two. And sadly for me, you won on that one. Um, Ex Machina beat it yep. for visual effects. Did you ever see that? I did. Okay. Oh, it's so good. Oh is that on your gosh. list? It is so. I, I have Annihilation on my list instead, which is the same director. Um, mm. But Ex Machina is very good. Not for everybody and certainly not for children. Yes, definitely but, not because um, it, it is, is crazy. It's a great movie. This is really good. I had a, yeah. That was one of my Monday mornings uh, rentals Yeah. Um, back in the day when I was doing that. And then I started getting super depressed and then I needed to. <laughs> You can go over to the two gomers lose 20 in 2020 and hear about my case for Mondays, how I turned that upside down. Um, Okay. Golden Globe wins, though, and here's where I think you're going to chime in. Yes. Um, Matt Damon won for Best Actor. I think... So, he lost for Best Actor to uh, Leonardo DiCaprio from The Revenant, Um, but he beat him here. In the Oscars. Yeah, he beat him here. Yeah. Yeah. In the the Oscars, yep. Mm Mm-hmm. and nominated for Best Director, Ridley Scott, didn't win, but it did win Best Motion Picture, Comedy, or Musical. This is insane. Okay. If if I would, if, if my biggest, I have two big nits to pick. Okay. One is in the casting. We can talk later. Yep. About that. But this is not a, this would in, this would never be in the comedy section of Blockbuster. <laughs> right. It's like, what are you going to pick tonight? Are you going to get... Like Happy Gilmore, <laughs> I want to or... laugh. Right, <laughs> you make a beeline to the Martian. Right, and not that no, there are laughs. Yeah, it. Oh, so that was almost one of my pieces of evidence. Yeah, actually, no, that wasn't one of my pieces of evidence. But it's one thing I thought about a lot. It's very funny. Yes, sure. like and and there are like really funny. But I don't think that I don't think. Okay, here's my here's my case for it not being a comedy. I don't think the jokes are funny. I think right. the delivery, especially of Matt Damon, is funny. Right. Um, but it's if you're a comedy, you have to have a lot of jokes, and they all have to land. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, that's just me. I, if I'm going to watch a comedy, I want some jokes. Right. <laughs> and totally. I think the several times they try to do jokes here, like there's one time when Michael Pena says, "Like, uh, okay, next time in English." When she says something that's complicated, yeah. I'm like, Pfft. right. Um, <laughs> is that that's the joke? I've heard that a billion times. But there, there's a there, there's I mean Matt Damon is a funny guy and his delivery is really good. I mean he he even does one delivery where he just ends with, well yeah, yeah, and right. That's straight from Ocean's Eleven. He does those that same sort of thing. He's just a funny actor. But yep, a comedy. No. I, I don't know. So I had I heard that that was not Ridley Scott's choice. That was like the producer's choice. Yeah. And I don't know if it was like 
we want to win something I think or so. something like it must be yeah because we're not going to beat these other ones which still obviously they didn't in the oscars i mean look so i wrote this down our biggest laugh we watched yeah. it as a family okay uh last night we didn't start till 9 15 um <laughs> by the end of the second act everybody was sleeping except me and that's not an indictment of the movie it was just <laughs> no we're just like late at, at night yeah right um but the biggest laugh for the kids uh-huh. also there's some language so we had our full-on beeps ready like okay. i go beep like i'm gonna science the beep out of this it's well right right when he gets back into the yeah um into his little house i wish i remember what the, it was called um he just says the f which i that is de- yeah. he says the f word very purposefully it's all he says i think that is for book fans okay that's yeah and there's also like when he's when he's tilling the ground mm-hmm. he takes that big swig of grape juice one of my favorite movie movie food moments i've got food <laughs> moments coming up later um and then he just goes f you mars <laughs> like i mean like it's a great laugh i mean that's a great line Right. So, but we, we beeped over that. Um, and we actually fast forwarded the surgery scene that freaks Lily out. Okay. Um, Yeah. We can talk about that, but the biggest laugh for the kids was Uh when he like blew himself up (laughs) and he said, when he's making water, that part, when he's like, cause I'm an idiot, (laughs) you know, like, so he said, so yeah, I blew myself up like huge laugh. Yep. Um, and the other laugh was um, when he stripped the hab of all the controls. Like oh, no, no right. like when 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 they when the when the dude Bruce from mm-hmm. uh, the Jet Propulsion Lab was yeah. like, we haven't even gotten to the bad stuff yet. You yeah. know, like yeah, super funny. But you're right, that's not like Happy Gilmore. No, that's not a comedy. It's funny, but it's not a comedy, dude. And it's not a musical either. So I don't understand nope. this. But whatever, it happened. It's just very strange to yeah, me. It's all good. There is yep. a lot of uh, disco music. You could. That's true. If you if you want a disco musical, watch Mamma Mia, not The Martian. <laughs> right. <laughs> music does play a big part in this. Yep. Movie though, for real, yeah, like the definitely. the disco aspect for sure. Yeah. Ninety-one percent Rotten Tomatoes critic and audience both. I know. Very um, highly rated. Two other facts from this. Um, now, I, I saw, I watched the like Blu-ray extra features. Everybody said uh-huh. that every single person that they wanted as their first choice, they got. Wow. So they were like, the producers were like, normally you make a list of eight to ten people you want for each part. And you know you're going to get like somewhere between like six and eight. We yep. got number one for every single, you know, person. Yeah. It's, it's just like one of those things, this great book, like Jurassic Park. I I, I was just going to say that hot property uh and a great director. No one's going to say no. You're going to clear your schedule if you've got that (laughs) book, Ridley Scott and Matt Damon. Yeah. Right. Like to even be in the room would be cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, I I totally agree. Like it's very similar to Jurassic Park, which was everybody just is dying to get the rights to this book because they know it's a home run yep and even looking at the the one sheet other movies released mm-hmm. this i think is the only well san andreas inside out if if you're going inside out's original yep yep but jurassic park or jurassic world avengers furious seven specter minions ant-man okay revenants an original 
but it, that might be based on a book. But yeah, okay. I mean, so is this one, right? But you're right. Non-franchise. Yeah. Yep. Non-franchise. Original movies. story. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Great. I, I mean, it's it's your choice. We'll find out if what I think of it. But I will tell you right off the bat, I really, really, really like it. Okay. So did I'm you like it? For... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> did you like it better than Walter Mitty? <laughs> I did like it better than Walter Mitty. I'm looking forward to the trial. Okay. To hear to hear how you're going to defend it as perfect. Um, okay, good. And so I I don't think you have as much of an uphill climb as you did with our 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 dear friend Walter Mitty and <laughs> I I don't buy that Sean Penn wouldn't have taken the picture. I understand the <laughs> the point of it, but right. he he climbed that mountain and then I, I, he's not going to take the picture. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, we can, we can go. <laughs> All right, dude. Let let's listen to the trailer. Oh no, okay. I have to do the v, I have to do the VHS synopsis. Great. How foolish of me. Oh, Fortunately, my. it's not very long. Here's what it says: DVD, by the way, not VHS. Yep. Matt Damon in his best performance ever. That's a quote mm. from Pete Hammond from Deadline. Leads a stellar cast in this breathtaking sci-fi adventure from legendary director Ridley Scott in parentheses, Alien Prometheus, based -hmm. on the number one New York Times bestselling novel. During a manned mission to Mars, American astronaut Mark Watney is presumed dead and left behind by his crew. But but Watney is still alive, and he must now find a way to contact Earth and survive a barren planet with meager supplies in the Mm -hmm. hope that an international team of scientists can devise a near-impossible rescue plan to bring him home, exclamation point. I think a period would have been better there, but listen, nobody ever hires me to write this copy. Good news, nation. It's in color, even though it's mostly hues of red. PG-13, For I thought this was funny. Some strong language would have preferred more. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you were just saying, injury images. Mm. And brief nudity. Okay. Skinny butt, not his butt. Uh, of a of a pirate guy. <laughs> Captain Blondebeard. A hundred percent not Matt Damon's butt. Oh, there's there's that's for sure a stand-in. Yeah. Um, not because we know what Matt Damon looks like naked, <laughs> but, but because there's that. no it is way not on earth. <laughs> actually, I saw an article. Um, because actually. One of my, like, as I was, like, taking notes when I was watching it with the girls yesterday. Yeah. Everybody was well asleep at this point. But I was, like, <laughs> I, I asked Siri, how yeah. much weight did Matt Damon lose for this movie? Uh-huh. Um, and it came back, a couple of articles, including Entertainment Weekly, that was, like, he didn't do any of that. Right. So, like, the stuff at the end, because, like, so, 100%, I know that that's not that dude. But like yeah. at the end of the movie, when he's like a professor, super cool looking guy. Spoiler alert: he survives. Yeah, it's all good. Should have said spoiler <laughs> alert earlier than that. Um, <laughs> I don't think we have to say spoiler alert on this podcast, <laughs> right? Um, but uh, he, um, uh, where was where was I going to that? Oh yeah, they even like can CG that stuff, and yeah. they they showed like the Captain America when he was like the skinny dude, mm-hmm. right? Now. I don't know. So anyways, he told Ridley Scott, man, I'll lose 30 to 40 pounds. Like, yeah. you know, kind of like, uh, it's, it's um, not a Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah. It's not a Tom Hanks and castaway situation. 
where he actually lost all that weight and you're like amazed how did he do that right, right. this is a this is a lot of special effects and skinny naked guys from the back right but <laughs> but matt damon said i'll do it yeah and R- ridley scott said f that <laughs> just said, quoting F the book. Mars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, dude. Let's listen to the trailer. All right. Get ourselves in that space. Then yep. we'll come back. You are going to defend this movie. It's your choice. And yes. uh we'll we'll try to decide if it's perfect. All right, let's do it. I guarantee you that at some point. Everything's going to go south on you. Ready? And you're going to say, this is it. What the hell? This is how I end. Commander, Mark is dead. We have to go. Yeah. Now, you can either accept that, <laughs> or you can get to work. This will come as quite a shock to my crewmates and to NASA end of the entire world but i'm still alive surprise here's the rub it's going to be four years for another mission to reach me and i'm going to have designed the last 31 days so i got to make water and grow food on a planet where nothing grows but if I can't figure out a way to make contact with NASA, then none of this matters anyway. We've got an incoming message. Mein Gott. <laughs> Mark Watney is still alive. Woo! In your face, Neil Armstrong. There must be some kind of way out of here. Okay, so let's do the math. I have enough food to last for 50 days. He's going to starve to death long before we can help. So I'm gonna have to science the shit out of this. He's 50 million miles away from home. He's totally alone. What the hell is he thinking right now? I am the greatest botanist on this planet. I know how to save Mark Watney. But we need the Hermes crew. We either have a high chance of killing one or a low chance of killing six. I'm not risking their lives. It's bigger than one person. No, it's not. NASA rejected the mission. So if we do this? We're talking mutiny. If anything goes wrong? We die. Do you realize how crazy this is? We have no other option. No matter what happens, tell the world, tell my family, that I never stop fighting to make it home. Mars for 500 souls get me out of here some of them some of them pronounce it soul and some of them pronounce it sol have did you notice that yes I did I did I wonder if that's like a script issue right they just read it right and they're like whatever Jeff Daniels is like Saul and they're Uh just like it's Jeff Daniels we we can't correct him 
that's just how his, what to do. That's just how his character pronounces it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he was super interesting in the bonus features. He was like Ridley Scott is the most like uh like prepared director I've ever worked with. Oh wow. Like he was like he has uh storyboards that he draws for like everything. Yeah. Um he has like every emotion, every camera angle. He doesn't shoot certain angles cuz he's like I'll never use that. Uh-huh. Um and so he was like it was really awesome, but wow. he's like and then he was like a little Jeff Danielsy, not like he's like arrogant or anything. I'm just he was like, and then, you know, I brought some stuff to the table. I'd like to get in there, too. You know, so he's like, so I'd try to, like, squeeze that in there, you know. Yeah. I, I, um, Jeff Daniels, yeah. is Jeff Daniels a respected actor? I think so. He's, he's um, yeah. been doing it a long time, right? Um, yep. the I mean, the role I always, there are two roles of Jeff Daniels that I always think about. Okay. When I when I see Jeff Daniels, they're both in the nineties. Mm-hmm. We've got Dumb and Dumber. Yep. And Speed. Yeah, dude, I wasn't thinking of that. And both of, I Great. mean, obviously they're both. I mean, Dumb and Dumber is a str- I mean, straight ahead comedy. Speed, yeah, that- I guess, could could still win the Golden Globe for a comedy <laughs> musical. It didn't that year for some reason. <laughs> But <laughs> right. <laughs> he he he's got a, a he's fun in that movie. Yep. So I remember seeing him in that and we're like, wait, that's Harry. Yeah. From right. Dumb and Dumber. So yeah. Okay, we'll 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 get to this cast. Okay. We're in the trial section. Right. Um, but just while we're on Jeff Daniels, because you know, we we bounce around so much on this uh-huh. podcast and then we forget and I know there's gonna be so much I forget to talk about, so I can't even get it all in. <laughs> um but I remember but the thing about Jeff Daniels is, like, he was able to go toe-to-toe with Jim Carrey right. and, like, carry, like, <laughs> carry uh-huh, yeah. that movie uh-huh. equally funny right. as heck. Yep. Um, and then you saw him in Speed and you're like, oh, wait, that's that super funny guy, but he's, like, a really, really good actor. And then yeah. I think of him also as, like, newsroom. Sure. Um, just a, an Aaron Sorkin muse. Right. Too, you know. Um, yeah, it, now, I would have... Aaron... I would have... get Well... The thing that he did recently with Aaron Sorkin, oh, I would have given a left <laughs> left foot for it. Let's just say that. Is he? Wait, what? He was in Aaron Sorkin's. Uh, Aaron Sorkin rewrote a stage production of To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, and dude. Jeff Daniels played Atticus Finch, my favorite character <sighs> in fiction. And okay, I just got goosebumps. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and he it was a limited run on broadway oh my gosh and i i don't know if it's out there anywhere uh where you could actually watch it on video but that would have been incredible because he and aaron sorkin have worked together before obviously he gets Uh the rhythm and to be in that role that i've always wanted to play that george (laughs) bailey uh, and and to to see that that would have been incredible and and it's a re i mean he rewrote the play uh, he readapted the book. It's a different play than I've seen before, and it's different Dang. than the movie. So, ooh, that would have been great. Um, okay, this is how I this bet works. there were some pratfalls. I bet there were some pratfalls. <laughs> oh, <yeah. I, laughs> he's got Josh Lemon Lyman. He, he comes out. He's got a bowl cut. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, okay. So th- we are in the trial now. We're gonna put the Martian on trial. Anthony has brought this movie. It's his choice, and so he's going to be. Um, the 
defense counsel. Um, mm-hmm. This is how this works. We take a movie that we love. We bring it uh, before the listener and to one another. Uh, we get exhibits to present um, to prove to you, the listener, and to uh, one another that today's movie is perfect. We're going to talk through the movie. Anthony's going to chunk, chunk in with evidence when he wants to present it. Um, then when we are done, uh, we're going to leave it to you, listener. You're going to vote. In a couple weeks, we're going to come back. And we're going to tell you uh, whether or not the movie was perfect. In fact, this is a little bit different because now the full result episode is going to be on Patreon. Mm, We're going to still reveal the results uh, on our Tootsie episode. But if you want the full result show now, you're going to have to. (laughs) We're trying to clean things up. We're still going to do a full results results show, but you can get that at any giving level on Patreon. If the movie gets a perfect from me. Anthony and the listener, we put it on a flash drive, we put it in a spaceship, past Mars, all the way up to the xenomorphs. Ridley Scott would be proud because they would turn into good little boys and girls. Actually, he probably wouldn't be proud because his movie wouldn't be able to make any more <laughs> alien movies. <laughs> his movie wouldn't work anymore. I know. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Still, it's worth it. Um, so because Anthony has chosen it. You're gonna you're you're gonna take it, right? This is you. This is your baby. Yep. You need to prove totally. to me that this movie is perfect as well as a listener. Okay. Dang, dude. I feel some gravity, <laughs> some weight. <laughs> I feel a tether to this movie. Yep. Um I wanna bring it home. Okay. okay. Yes. <laughs> um okay, so uh I'm not going to chunk in yet. What I'm going to do for this movie, I we did the screening of it last night. Right. And so I'm going to kind of like follow follow the movie. I'm not going to be able to tell the story as well as you. You're you're a better storyteller than I am. But, but you're going to walk kinda... through the movie. Yes. Okay. Going to walk through the movie. Um, and then I actually have a way to tie in uh, two gomers lose 20 and 2020 here too with a potential challenge. <laughs> lose half your body weight like matt damon did <laughs> over yeah, 500 a, souls <laughs> right either get a stunt double to play us on the january episode uh-huh. <laughs> um or do a diet of only potatoes and ketchup just as long as um, i don't have to be judged walking away from the camera naked that's fine with me <laughs> it's just purely <laughs> <Awesome>. scale <laughs> right um yeah we would never do that no. Um, okay, so book by Andy Weir. Mm-hmm. Um, he said uh, it's a man versus nature story. I I heard him talking about this. Yeah. Um, and now here here was something that I thought was interesting. So he said it was a man versus nature story. Uh-huh. Um, that the dust storm isn't actually like that was that's already a little bit of a space like Neil deGrasse Tyson would be like well, that doesn't happen. In space, in on Mars, I guess exactly so. like that. But that um, is such a Ridley thing, right? Oh, totally. It well, reminded actually... me of the Alien Storm. It reminded me of the Prometheus oh, yeah. Storm. All he loves that storm yep. where like piece, like pieces of uh, little tiny pieces of rock are flying everywhere. <laughs> yeah, shards. That that yep. reminds me, we we got our our roof done this week, so uh-huh. we got a brand new roof on our house. Yeah, and in there, like, there's all this like. Black, you know, like yep. what what shingles are made of that yes. black gravelly. Yep. St- that made me think of that. Uh-huh. Like it's not like sand, like a a dust storm in the desert. It's like shards of black, 
you know it's like it, big it's like, sand it's it's not small sand it's big sand <laughs> right and it's not even pieces it's like here's a sharp piece and like yeah. here's a piece that's going to get in your spacesuit or whatever yep um but i guess that wasn't super realistic okay um but what what andy were said was that he wanted it's an it's a man versus nature mm-hmm. story yeah. and a survival story and a castaway story um but he wanted nature to get the first punch in cool yeah. So he's like, even though that's not exactly how it would happen and they need to escape within, or, you know, abort the mission within 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, he wanted that first blow yep. um, to be from nature. And it's a big blow. Yes. Um, the other thing Andy Weir said, um, just as we're getting into this, because my journey and all this kind of stuff and the way I relate to this stuff is always psychological. Huh. <laughs> you I, know, I, like, I, I, I am very curious about why you love this kind of movie so much uh, i man on an island man's stuck in his own head i don't know it's man, like man i always stuck in an airport <laughs> i know the terminal i freaking love the terminal <laughs> Ooh, talk about favorite food for movies that whopper that he gets which is mm. which is so much like what do i have in my vicinity how can i right. use it I, I can get these quarters i can buy a whopper i can put a ton of ketchup on it right <laughs> totally um but so what weir said though is that he didn't want he said it's actually not deeply psychological it's just solving problems right um so they don't really get into much much of his headspace in in the whole mo- like um in the whole movie and so like kind of like going through the movie there's they're on Mars. They're doing all this science. They're totally making fun of him because he's like the lowest ranking officer. He's just in charge of botany and like right. dirt. Yep. Um. Now they he he gets knocked out by this this you know piece of debris or whatever. They leave Mars. They abort the mission. They leave him behind because I think he's dead. Yep. He wakes up the next day. He's not dead. Um. And uh. And he is freaked out like he goes into the hab is it the hab maybe it's the hab i'll look it up while you keep talking okay he goes into the hab and classic ridley scott this is prometheus uh-huh. he does surgery on himself right did this happen in any in alien i don't I think so does she ever do any no there's no but that scene you're right that scene in prometheus she has to remove that thing from herself yeah like <laughs> she goes into that wait this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's prometheus that's prometheus yeah i'm i'm thinking of like two different elements of prometheus i'm thinking about uh yeah okay so because i'm also remembering prometheus 2 that is that that's alien covenant right yep also ridley scott also yeah. the same same composer uh harry gregson williams oh who, right yeah yeah m- Maybe we'll get around to him. Now, he did not do Prometheus, which is a killer score. Well, especially that light motif at the, the that opening shot. Oh, yep. That French horn. Woo. I know. That's good. I could watch the first three minutes of Prometheus on repeat for like a couple hours. <laughs> And then you move That's on to deep the... impact. <laughs> yeah, then right. But but there there are there's a feeling when even when you start this movie, the music, 
the font, uh-huh. the that like that like sound effect of like the soul sound yeah. effect. I yep. love that. The thin lettering, mm-hmm. and then Mars's like shape. It's just like you know huh. this is Ridley Scott. Yes, definitely. You know what I mean? The, it's like it alien. Looks, it just looks and feels and sounds so much like everything else you've ever seen by him. Yep, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a space opera. Yep. Um, okay, so it's not it's not psychological. It's solving problems. But at the very just right there, you mm-hmm. can see he could have caved. You know what I mean? Like yep. he he could have gone into his human fearful brain. Yeah. And been like, I can't handle this. I'm dead. Right. Um, and so, okay, my first piece of evidence uh-huh. is the GoPro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really like this. By the way, it's called the Hab, short for Habitat. Okay, so, okay. And then what's his vehicle called? That's the, um, yeah, I know a lot of, because then like the thing that I thought they, that was the Hab. The, the thing they blast off in is a MAV. MAV, the thing that he's okay. living in is the hab. Okay. Um, and then what? I, you're gonna have to give me a little bit of time to figure out the. It's okay. called the rover, right? I mean, he. Oh, oh no, yeah, that's, the rover. No wait, the, that's the thing he picks up. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. That's Pathfinder. Oh, that's the Pathfinder. Okay, right. Got it. So the GoPro. So in in kind of like the the behind the scenes features. Uh-huh. No, I didn't read the book. Obviously, you did. So you can you can speak to this. Um. How in the heck are you going to tell a story uh-huh. with a person by themselves? Right. And so Ridley Scott's idea was we they built the hab. This thing is freaking cool. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, and we put 30 GoPro cameras in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's his answer. I, if I remember the book right, it's all in his head. It's all okay, inner monologue. So, okay. So that wouldn't translate to film at all. So, so I guess the way that they do it in in the movie is that he is keeping this audio and visual journal. Yes, it's it, and that's sort of the um, Wilson. Yes, exactly. Because, and actually, when actually I remember thinking when I first saw the movie, he picks up the Pathfinder, and there's that little there's there's that little thing that drives around. I was like, is that yep. going to be Wilson? Like, like the little dog-shaped Jinx. one, <laughs> right? The Jinx. Right. He, um, and he doesn't do a whole lot with that little guy. But I remember even watching it on the rewatch last night. Yeah. He kind of like... He pets, pets it. it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Like like right before he leaves, he's like, see ya, buddy. You've been a great little pup. I you wonder know? if there are any deleted scenes where he interacts with that thing more. Because if that thing sure. was around, that would be my Wilson. I would be talking to that thing. I'd be treating right. it like an animal, um, and so I like that little moment where he pets it. But yeah, I think you're right. It's the it's the journal that he's keeping using the GoPros yeah. mostly that is the Wilson of the Martian. Yeah, he, he he'd be like your Chewy. Uh huh. Definitely. Um, yeah. They, I wonder if they even gave a name to that little robot. Um, but they didn't give a lot of screen time to it. No. Um, but so the. What I mean by the GoPro, though, in general, though, is like beautiful way of seamlessly uh, delivering exposition um, through this log that right. he keeps. Yep. Um, and so, like, I think he was in his head for a little bit, and then he goes and he's like, "You know what? I need to report. I need to. I need to keep working." Yeah. 
You know what I mean? So I guess that's one of the things that I find really inspiring about this Mm -hmm. is he just keeps going. Dude, this is we we just recorded an episode for the Patreon. Yeah. Where where we we did a commentary of season one, episode four of the two Gomers. And my Gomers tip was one (laughs) like one step at a time. Yeah. And that is literally what he does here. And, and he, I mean, he like gives that thesis at the end of the movie, right? This is what this movie yeah. was about. It's yep. basically a thesis for why I love movies like this, which mm. is you don't quit. Yep. Once Solving one problem will inevitably cause another one, but you just, then you just have to solve that one. And then eventually uh-huh. the movie's going to end. You're going to come home. Everything's going to be okay. And that is so right. comforting to me. That's why I love a movie like this. Yeah, like uh, a puzzle movie, yep. uh, a movie where you just have to get home and you have to solve things to get there yeah. and you can't quit. Like right. there's no quit. So um, I just wrote this down. Um, light bulb moment uh-huh. um, is like, you know, he's 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 taking a duke. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so that he can plant like, a potato in it, right? <laughs> right. But he's like, wait, like, I loved the way that they did this. Like, he talks to himself on, or he's not talking to himself, so that's all he did in the book. Right. Um, he's not talking to Wilson. Uh-huh. That's all he did it in Castaway, deliver exposition and right. personal growth and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he has this light bulb. He's like, wait, poop. <laughs> he's like, right. It's it's so <laughs> gross. But like, then he, he takes stock. What yep. do I have? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what do I have? And, and he, he, um, he, he's like, he goes out and, uh, starts collecting stuff. And then he says, I can't remember exactly the order, but he's like, I'm not going to die here. Right. Like, so he thought he was going to die mm-hmm. maybe for a little bit. He was like, nope. And then he says, I wrote, I wrote these other two, these other two quotes down. He said, all right, let's do the math. Uh-huh. Right, so let's solve the problem. He says, Great scene. "Luckily, I'm a botanist. Mars will come to fear my botany powers." <laughs> you know, you know what? This the twelve years of recording two Gomers mm-hmm. is this is the same thing. Mm-hmm. We we had we had to find little we had little problems we didn't know anything about. Yep, we didn't know how to solve them how to run a half marathon, how to run a full marathon, how to learn how right. to swim for the triathlon. And we just had to be like, we're going to conquer this and we're going to yep. problem solve and we're going to do it. And it's all on tape. Just like it, right. it, two gomers run, two gomers run for their lives is our GoPro audio and visual totally. diary. <laughs> it's like our, the exposition of our lives, dude. Yeah. I mean, like he's funny. And he's talking to himself. Now, I, I I was thinking, like, you don't really see his, like, full emotion. Right. Like, him being just himself until, and this is skipping ahead to the end and we'll come back. But, like, that moment yep. when he has his final meal mm-hmm. and he's talking about, like, like, you know, astrophysicists or whatever don't say don't use words like fast right like you know he's like they're talking to my heart uh-huh. don't you want to be the fastest man ever he's like i mean i, I really I like I mean, that yeah i, I really 
I, they like I re- I'm not gonna tell them that, but yeah. I really like that. Yep. Um, and then he does that final descent, and uh, he he has to say go. You know, they're like they're like flight right. this person flight pilot go, and he's crying. Right. <laughs> I mean, you see that. Dude, you see that there. Totally. It's, Throughout the movie, you, he's he gets mad, especially when all his poor potatoes mm. freeze. Oh, his poop potatoes. They're all frozen. He gets really <laughs> mad and isn't swearing, which makes no sense. But he's like, gah, gah, gah. Nobody would say gah, gah, gah. gah, gah. gah. <laughs> right. right. Um, but you're right. There's that uh, There's that moment at the end where he is he hears the voice of his crewmates for the first time and starts choking up. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder if it's on purpose that well so what i was thinking is like when he's talking to the the gopro yeah he's still being the scientist Mm -hmm. he's like making his mission log yeah and so like maybe there's still an element of like i'm a professional astronaut scientist that's working the problem yeah it's like like when he went when he went to the top of that hill and he wrote the thing like talk to my parent like to the captain right lewis mm-hmm. like i'm gonna you know i'm pro- probably gonna die hopefully not there is emotion i mean there, there's tons of emotion it's not like that but it's just like he never like wallowed in it for more than like a couple seconds what or, i know, noticed at least they don't that, show it yeah i noticed that he has no live tyler girlfriend at home he has no wife <laughs> that's um, he has super no good point kids. yeah like mm-hmm. he has no he has no siblings as far as we can tell. He talks about his mom and dad. Yeah. But there's no Matthew McConaughey, uh, Jessica Chastain moment Dude. from Interstellar, uh, Ooh, yeah. which which is that works really well in that movie. And it's it's the most memeable part probably of that entire movie. But in this one, they're not concerned about it. They're just concerned about the science, which is right. what why the movie is good um, and one that best comedy award (laughs) (laughs) best musical um here i'm gonna i'm gonna chime in here dude okay we've been kind of talking about this but basically my second evidence on this and you just touched on the science of it Mm -hmm. is um just that it's a it's a perfect work the problem like like work do the math yep movie so We've we've already been talking about this, but th- this is my second piece. Yeah, is Apollo thirteen mm-hmm. put a square peg in a round hole? Love it. Um, any other puzzle movie? This the this is like it's um distilled down to like I don't think there's a better one. There are as yep. good of ones. Yeah. Um, where science is the star, being smart is your strength. Like using your brain. I mean, he's just I can't believe how many problems this dude solves like first yeah. of all he digs the pathfinder up like so there's just brute strength yep. he, there, he, he never recovers like he's got a stinking <laughs> stitch in his he almost dies but there's no recovery where he's on bed rest for a couple hours he, he even couple, actually you know, accidentally weeks. pops the staples out right when he's right. just lifting a a tupperware right. bin at some point <laughs> yeah totally it's it's smart people doing smart things we love that kind of movie like it it celebrates being smart and that's cool we love that being being excellent at what you do even if you're a botanist mm-hmm. um now about i would say halfway through the movie then he has a team of people that are helping him once he figures out how to communicate 
Um, right. But it's the same thing. Then you've got Donald Glover, who's like, mm. I figured this piece out. And then you've got Benedict Wong, who's figuring another piece out. And yeah. and, and then they're all coming. And, and then the crew is figuring out pieces. Uh, yeah. The Hermes crew. How many times, though, do you think in real life, do people explain really complicated things using like salt and pepper shakers and staplers? <laughs> Is that a thing that happens in real life? Like, listen, you, you're Mars and you're Earth and this stapler right. is the ship. <laughs> Do they have those kinds of meetings at NASA? <laughs> right, totally. That, that right there, particularly the one uh, with Captain Lewis um, when she's like, okay, Here's what's going to happen in the next hour, you mm-hmm. know, and she's got the salt and pepper shaker. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Th- like that took me out of it only in that they were like, okay, they just really need to show us. Right. Because like, if, how if it was real, happen. they would be having that conversation over a year and a half, whatever they're on right. the ship for. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. But it's like, okay, uh, family meeting. See, right. <laughs> see this salt shaker. All right, go. <laughs> right. Well, so this could be uh what about Bob when he's got the little, the little puppets? You right. know, he's like, "Let's have a conversation." Yep. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, here's Mr. Salt Shaker. Here's Mr. Pepper Shaker. Now that dude, that stapler that uh, Donald Glover had, that's like the coolest looking stapler I've ever it's seen. It's like, like translucent or something. Yeah. It's like made of glass. He's got a cool pen. Yep. Um, all that. Hey, so. I got to talk about a couple things here. We're just okay. we're going down the list, but we've gotten through two of my pieces of evidence. Um, okay, so you know I love my food. Mm-hmm. And you love your food okay. and movies. I love I love food. I love movies. I love food and movies. Um, <laughs> so I I had this idea. Yeah. Um, so I I I came across this popular mechanics, uh, article or like it was an interview. Okay. Um, talking about um mars and like the diet if if we were to go spend like a significant amount of time on mars okay um it was like a popular mechanics podcast and one of the editors-in-chief was saying basically if you were going to live on mars for a long period of time you'd be on a fully vegetarian diet right because there's no animals (laughs) there's no animals and meat like (laughs) spoils now you could like do jerky or do you know freeze-dried stuff yeah sure but there's a limited amount of of space and and all that stuff and actually is i think that that's actually part of what went wrong with that first um like rocket that went up like the protein oh right actually like froze because they didn't test it and it wasn't sealed right and uh yeah um see i love that that like they talk about that yeah that's cool like that's like that's you know that's that's way above the above the pay grade of like the stuff they threw in uh, the science they threw in space camp even though it rules <laughs> the science <laughs> I mean, like, in there, quotes that they put in space some, camp. <laughs> now there was way more science in the book right yeah uh, it, it was it was like one of those books where you're like i read the martian so i'm smart hello <laughs> let me quote some martian to you okay <laughs> yeah because I, I, you know, actually, I'm pretty sure my wife Erin read this. I should have asked her. Huh? I should, I should have. I'm, but like, I, 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 if either her or her sister or both of them, I know her sister did. Okay. And I remember them talking about there would be pages where you just be like, I don't know. Yeah. Like that was really cool. Right. Um, super interesting, but yeah. Um, 
Anyways, you'd have to have a vegetarian diet because they can grow things. So here's what they can grow on Mars. Okay, great. Okay. Um, they can grow cabbage, mushrooms, okay. Okay. onions, peanuts, sweet potatoes, soybeans, and strawberries. Hmm. What so strawberries? This, <laughs> <laughs> I know. So actually, I was kind of like, ah. Okay. Cabbage. Yeah. Mushrooms, onions, peanuts, sweet potatoes, soybeans, strawberries. And then we'll just throw in potatoes. Right. Because um, it was in and the movie. some and and sweet and sour chicken once. Right? Cuz <laughs> sweet right. and sour chicken. <laughs> <laughs> a, fr- a freeze-dried item once in a while. Right. Do you think could could you survive on that list of food? Well, obviously because that's what they're going to survive on. Right? Sure. I mean like yeah. Uh, I I didn't mean nothing. Well, nah. but like this is what they said they're gonna go up and grow. Okay. So maybe they're gonna supplement it with supplements, maybe with freeze dried stuff. Yeah. Um. But where's the protein? Yeah. There, soybeans mostly. Yep, you can get tons of protein from soy. Okay. Uh, maybe from cabbage. Definitely from peanuts. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, look at this heat. I mean, I was trying to think about the idea. Like, I've had two ideas. Like, either do the survivor diet where you eat rice for a week. Yeah. Only rice. Yep. Or the uh, Martian diet where you eat only potatoes. <laughs> and I did that on Whole30 a couple times. Oh. I, I do. I, I, I just do not envy him having potatoes, 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 and only potatoes. Like, right. that's probably my least. I, I, I like watching that less than I like him doing surgery on himself (laughs) (laughs) well so i dude when he cuts into that potato yes straight from the microwave little steam comes out he puts a little salt and pepper on it and dips it in ketchup yeah one of my favorite movie moments movie food moments dude (laughs) so good i just i i think i'm just i feel so bad for him because that's all he has maybe if that was a side and he had like a steak next to it or something Right. But you can also, t- I think I get what you mean, because you can also tell he was really hungry. And so mm-hmm. that is like a little salt and pepper in that ketchup makes it exactly what I want. He puts a lot of ketchup on the potatoes at some point, doesn't he? <laughs> I mean, he totally squeezed that. Okay, so that, that could be a stricken from the record is like he pours so much ketchup out at the beginning. And then yeah. later he's completely out of ketchup. Um, Total, yep. total bummer. Yeah. Uh, and then he ends up dipping it in like vicodin or something like that <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> he's like nobody's gonna stop me I, maybe that was from the, like that kind of idea was from the book um Could be, yeah i don't remember it but it, it makes sense that it would be um i also like his oatmeal i also like mm-hmm. when he's eating some sort of crunchy granola or like yep, I, 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 I always think maybe like there's some m&ms in there like a <laughs> little treat something crunchy so where does this rank when it comes to um, scrambled eggs on toast, mm. Harrison Ford and the Fugitive, above or uh, below those, uh, this ranks below that. Okay, those that that those eggs, <laughs> <laughs> those eggs though. <laughs> Maybe that that's that's top five for sure. <laughs> We've got to have some sort of ranking of these on the Patreon at some point. Food right. and movies, mm. right? Um. Okay, so let me uh, let me chunk in here because I know that you're dying to talk about this. Ready? Okay. All right. So 
other than the look and sound, uh huh, how it looks, how it sounds, that was almost my other piece of evidence, but you're all going to think I'm so predictable. <laughs> Even though, dude, there's perfect fifths all over this thing. Oh, yeah. Right? So, like, the all the opening stuff, all the horn stuff mm-hmm. is perfect fifths or perfect fourths. Now, here's the perfect fourth. Daddy, mm-hmm. daddy, daddy, da da. Uh huh, yeah. You know, it's all fifths, all fourths. Mm. Very so spare, too, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's not a very. It doesn't feel super cinematic, the score to me. Um. Which I like because he's on a desert planet. And right. so it makes sense to me that um, you're not getting a 180-person orchestra or whatever doing this right. score. There is one big, like, balling, like, you're balling scene looking at the vista of Mars right. in the music. And it's just like, that's space opera huh. 101. Yep. Ridley Scott rules. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of the movie is carried by disco music. Yeah. Um, That's one of true. my favorite montages of all time. The Earth, the you know, they finally get to see their families uh-huh. for like a couple minutes. They have some some FaceTime, <laughs> some Zoom sessions they're sw- for they're a couple They're floating minutes. around drinking liquid from the right. from the air, right? And big giant bubbles. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um great scene the the re reloading mm-hmm. of supplies scene um great but, scene yep but but my evidence actually is the cast okay all right let's talk about the cast a little bit okay so here's what i'll say right off the bat i think it's the most 2015 cast ever <laughs> assembled in a in a movie because you i mean mark sorry matt damon he's big like we said interstellar yep. the year before right um but then i but then i look down and i'm like okay kate mara is probably okay. is she coming off at that point or is she still in i'm not i can't quite remember she she's um, house, house of, of cards. cards right yep she she was at full house of cards uh, or or had just finished because i think she's only in like one or two seasons yeah that's right, right. i think it, she's in the first couple I, okay, I quit. Yeah. I quit midway through. I think the second one. I couldn't handle it anymore. But, right. um, but Got definitely. I mean, she's. Uh, it just seems like a collection of actors that aren't the big names, right? Um, right. Like Sean Bean, who is also. Uh, I mean, he's coming off of Game of Thrones at that point, so like kind of these big older actors you've got in there. Everybody else feels like okay. These are up and comers. Mm. We want to give a shot to. Um, hmm. And four, three or four are are in Marvel movies, and so it's like oh, like Sebastian see, Stan I, is just like on a day off. It feels like from Captain it, America. Um, let me ask you this: yeah. I literally that don't even know who that is. Other he's, than he's Bucky <laughs> Barnes. He's the the Winter Soldier. I don't think you've seen. Well, you saw Captain America, right? Yeah, first one. He's he's. Chris Evans is best friend. He's Captain America's best friend who okay. dies and then he comes back 
spoiler alert, in future Marvel movies, and he's a heartthrob, and everybody loves him. Um, okay. Uh, okay, so then you've got Michael Pena. You've got so Benedict funny, Wong. Uh, awesome. And, uh, I mean, uh, Donald Glover eventually is in the Marvel Universe, but uh, th- there, there's all these people that show up. Okay, then... Um, Kristen Wiig we talked about like they're trying to figure out what to do with her right I'm curious Ghostbusters Ghostbusters right around Ghostbusters is summer of 2016 it's gotta be right around this yeah because like this is when she's making her departure yep trying to discover like I saw her in the blu-ray features too yeah well it's not blu-ray this is actually apple like Mm -hmm. you know digital download (laughs) and she's like uh Ridley Scott's there and like Jeff Daniels is there and like like she's kind of like I feel a little bit like intimidated because like now she's like a she's a superstar she shouldn't be intimidated at the same time like she's a superstar because she's so funny and like Mm -hmm. creates her own characters so it's like a totally different job yeah to go and do what Ridley Scott is directing with all these like you know a-list or or up-and-comers um that actually probably felt the same um Actually, you know what else was interesting? I watched the goofs, the uh-huh. gaffs, the the gag reel. Yeah, the, yep. <laughs> bloopers, it, bloopers. I always chant that at the end of the movie in, in a yes. movie theater. <laughs> yeah. You know, that that could have helped with the comedy or musical, like a blooper scene. <laughs> <laughs> they have a blooper reel. That wins them the Golden Globe. <laughs> right. But um, it didn't look in the gag reel like it was like the most fun time ever. Uh-uh. The, the gag reel the, was kind of like, oh, heh <laughs> He said the wrong line. Oh, like they kind of like laughed a little bit too much there. Oh, shoot. Like you almost like felt because a huh. couple of them were her and it was like she like forgot her lines or something it, like that. It does not seem to me like she's having any fun at all in this movie. Right. She it, gets one yeah. sort of laugh line, which is like, I hate all of you or something like that, which I think yeah. falls flat. I think she's miscast. Sorry. But like cast like I, I, I just talked about this in Walter Mitty. I, she needs to be what she's best at which is a weirdo she's so good at being a weirdo so good and so i want her in i i, I just i'm like you should have given it to somebody else i mean i i would say the other obvious miscast is mackenzie davis our current terminator who <laughs> is cast in in a korean woman's role i remember i even thought about this when i went to see it the first time like why is that? Why is Mackenzie Davis? So I didn't know her name at that point because she wasn't the Terminator yet. Why right. is she cast as Mindy Park, a Korean woman? <laughs> it just huh. it makes so, no sense to me. So that's in the book. Yes. What the heck? I that's, don't know. That, huh? Very weird. Um, hmm. And so th- there's some misfires, but I yeah. I, I mean, I think even... I agree with you that Matt Damon and Jessica Chastain in particular are so well cast yeah well okay hold on yeah so now now i feel um, now i gotta be the defense counsel for one second okay great okay Do it. the cast yes. matt damon unbelievable Kristen wig there there's the other line where she's like sincerely and that's uh like that actually is cringeworthy that and i, I love like that that moment i guarantee she watched it in the theater and she was like oh that fell flat uh, that's and what probably, i mean i don't think she would say that it's a yeah. good performance and that she was well cast. Yeah. Like that's 
probably as a comedian, yeah. you're like, that's probably the worst possible thing to happen is for a joke not to land. That really doesn't land. I don't totally blame her, though. No. Like, um, okay, I think Jeff Daniels rules in this. Yep, me too. I, I think he's doing newsroom style, anchorman, yep. Jeff Daniels killing it, Michael Pena, amazing, yes. Jessica Chastain, um, she referred to herself, um, I saw her uh, in an interview and she was like, I was just so glad um, uh, to be uh, one of Ridley Scott's warrior women. Oh, yeah. Yeah, is what that's she said. Great. Like, yep. he, part of his like legacy is like his strong female characters. Mm-hmm. She was super pumped to be in a role where like she ends up saving Matt Damon. You oh know? yeah, she saves Iron Man, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, which is a weird thing catch. that happens. I feel like they. I love this when it happens in a movie where a cultural reference is made, where stars yep. in the movie have been in that movie. And so, like <laughs> Sebastian Stan and Michael Pena have interacted with Iron Man. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> Benedict Wong yeah. has interacted with Iron Man and they're talking about that. The same thing happens with um, Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, totally. Boromir is sitting yes. there I know. in I the was... room when they're talking about the Council of El- Elrond. That is so, I, I love that moment. Like, yes. great. They're not going to avoid the fact that that actor is sitting right there. I love it. <laughs> yep, that ruled. Um Michael Pena, I always loved it when he carried stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yeah. Dude, I love him. Mm-hmm. I love the way he carried um, every scene he carried. I like, yep. you know, I like that he, um, he's like, we're going to save this dude. And they're like, don't say that anymore, dude. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, these are hard, man. Um, and yeah, he's I, great. I, I think Donald Glover hilarious mm-hmm. yeah super smart super funny you're right though total 2015 kind of like up and comer right yeah i mean right um, off of community not i mean and atlanta had not started yet so uh th- but i i love that that's why i love the casting too yep because i'm right. like oh man it just puts it in the moment of when all of these people were about to hit and some of them sure. didn't and so you love it when they're pl- huh. when like you see a cast where you're like, who ends up hitting and who ends up does not hitting? It's kind of fun, right? Yeah. Um, Benedict Wong too, just so fun. I'm gonna yeah. need to change the clothes, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, like the you know the overtime alone. A couple, couple and maybe because it's Jeff Daniels. Yeah, I did wonder sometimes, like, if Aaron Sorkin like ghost wrote a couple of those lines. He, he he's um, delivering it in the newsroom. He's that same yeah. prickly character, right? He's right. he's doing that same line delivery. Yeah. Yeah. Screenplay, Drew Goddard. We didn't say that uh earlier. And you um, know who but... Drew Goddard is? He's he's um, one of the main writers on Lost. Yes, I did know that. Um he was also on Alias. Yeah. He did some Alias. So maybe like a JJ Abrams. Lots connection, of Abrams, or... yeah. Lots of Abrams stuff. Yeah. Okay. And and Lost is a similar thing, right? I mean, I I wonder if um, because that's what happens in Lost, right? Nature has its first punch. Yes. Um, yep. And, and then you have to spend seven seasons solving puzzles. <laughs> solving Traveling puzzles. time and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Biggest puzzle is how the heck do we please this audience? Um. <laughs> that is, you're right. Their biggest hurdle. Hey, can you, can thing? you look? Look up something for me real quick. Sure. I have so many more notes, but we're running low on time. Yeah. And 
I, I got my evidence in. Um, I want you to look up for me. I meant to do this, and uh-huh. I didn't get to do this uh, earlier. Um, can you look up the director of photography for photography for this? It's Darius something. Look, okay. So IMDb director of photography for um, for the Martian. Martian. Um, just while I while you if you if you don't mind checking that out. Yep. Favorite movie trope for me. Mm-hmm. So we've got favorite movie foods. Favorite movie trope for me, and we can we can end with this for yeah. now, and we'll talk more about this in the results show. Um, I love it when the world works together. The world comes together on like one big <laughs> event, and it's actually interesting because we're in the middle still of COVID nineteen. Yeah, where the world is we're all actually dealing with one big problem worldwide. Yeah. And I mean, now in the United States, racism is now for sure. Know, yep. Um, at the, at, at the absolute forefront of what we're all talking about, what we're all thinking about. Yeah. Um, but I love it in a movie when they all come together and then they all cheer something that is victorious. <laughs> They're all they all gather in their separate squares, right? Yeah, You've it, got Trafalgar Square and Times Square. Yeah. And for some reason, they all want to come and watch TV <laughs> in Times Square. <laughs> I know. Like, why aren't you watching that at home? Um, and again, even people uh, touching each other in this movie were in this moment yeah. of nobody's touching each other. Everybody's social yep. distancing. Yep. And so that's that's very weird. And then seeing crowds. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, can can I give a counter argument to that? Sure. That costs so much money to save this one guy. Mm. They spent probably trillions of dollars. Interesting. I I think at some point somebody would have said, especially then when they were talking about the crew. We yep. cannot lose six more astronauts for this one. We cannot spend trillions of. I, I this is not the movie's fault. It's it's Andy Weir the book the book's fault, right? Like it like, um. I, I just wonder if the world would have, uh, <laughs> you know, you see at Times Square like all people, all races, all, all, like cheering for Mark Watney, the Martian man. Like, the is breakup. that the sort of thing? <laughs> That the world would come behind. I mean, space is a big deal. See, I think okay. I we like love to, um, like get behind a story. Yeah. And so, like, it's not just Mark Watney, even though it is. Yeah. Um, and that's like a super interesting thing. Like, trillions of dollars. Somebody you know, in that but, crowd in Times Square would be saying, "That's." a lot of money we could be using that money oh, to save a lot of other people besides they, this this cussing martian <laughs> they never address that you're total like the count the the person the blogger that would be like are you really gonna spend trillions of dollars for this one dude yeah but the thing is it was like the future of nasa the future of space you know as we have like as humans yeah like a pioneering spirit Mm-hmm. Um, right. Like we, we go and, you know, solve problems and go places and explore and then come home. And so like, it's a story about any one of us maybe. 
Yeah. And so, like, we all gathered together. It's not just about Mark Watney, but it's like, what can we do? What can we save? save or, right. you know, they're all gathered around that. And then it's like the most important thing ever. Okay. I, I agree that that's what the movie is trying to present. Uh-huh. But I can't. It's hard for me to. A, a movie that is all about, like, everything makes sense scientifically. Yeah, yeah. I think that is a social thing that doesn't quite make sense because there would be so many people being like, I, 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 I don't think I can cheer <laughs> because we haven't solved global hunger yet. And we have we have sent this. Yeah. Uh, we uh, So anyways, yeah. um, I think that no, would be my kind of biggest nit I would pick with this movie. That's your... It's not the movie's for the record. fault because I also felt that way in the book. Like, I don't know. Okay. Um, okay. The director of photography, by the way, Darius Wolski, he's a Polish man. Okay. He's, it seems like he is Ridley Scott's guy. Okay. Because um, I recognized that name at the very end. And and that was, I wrote that in my notes, look up director of photography. And yeah. I got to my notes and I was like, oh, shoot, I forgot to check. I mean, he's done a ton of stuff. Okay. Um, including like Crimson Tide. Like all the way back to those things. His, I would say his biggest hits are Uh the pirates movies, pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Did he do anything with like Spielberg or anything like that? Nope. Doesn't, doesn't Doesn't look look like it. it. So he's like Ridley Scott's cinematographer or director of photography. Right. Exactly. Okay. Either way, I just love the way this movie looks. I love the way it sounds. Yeah. I love the way it feels. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think I think that's that's what I got for today, man. And it's well said, it's well argued. Now it's up to the listener <laughs> and me to decide is The Martian a perfect movie? And so you can vote. We are going to put up some polls on Instagram, on our website, on Facebook. Uh, and you can even send us an email. So follow us on Instagram at Two Gomers and Facebook there too. Our website is perfectmoviepodcast.com. You can send us an email even if you just want to say yes or no to The Martian. That's perfectmoviepodcast at gmail.com. We want to know, is The Martian a perfect movie? Now, like I said, next week there will be, because our Patreon drops in several days, June 15th, it opens. uh, you'll, You'll get on this feed more a more thorough announcement about that but from now on our full length result episodes are on the patreon you can access that by donating to the gomers at any level you'll get those um but if you can't do the patreon you'll still get the results on our next movie tootsie which comes out that episode drops two weeks from now we will also reveal the results we just won't talk about them for 45 minutes (laughs) 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 so that's what we're gonna do that's our new format we'll see how that works um but for now dude i think it was well argued dude the movie speaks for itself looks so great sounds so great killer cast potatoes with ketchup i i want to i want to go microwave a potato right now (laughs) and sprinkle some salt and pepper on it and just dip it in ketchup let's do it You can put a (laughs) strawberry next to it and feel like a real Martian. (laughs) Okay, dude. So you want to try the the Martian diet for a week? Uh, Yeah, that'll be be our July challenge on Loose 20. (laughs) Martian diet. (laughs) Maybe we should do a week of each. Like Martian, Survivor, and like two other diets. I don't know. I mean... Okay, great. 
Yes, Maybe. I like it. Um, the terminal <laughs> diet, diets. just whoppers. <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay, go live at a terminal for a week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Good idea. All right, dude. Great app. Super fun, man. All right. Have a great week. All right, you too, dude. And happy viewing. Thank you.